Hey everybody, it's Jake, and I am alone in the basement. Tonight, I'm going to be talking to the Dillon Street boys, Corey Bush and Sean Miller, known mostly for their time in uh, Truly Independent Wrestling and New York Championship Wrestling. This one uh, should be a fun and interesting one with these uh, these guys from the swamp, and uh, I am only can imagine the uh, the things that they're going to say. <laughs> Uh, so I'm not, I'm not even going to like drag this intro on, you know, the deal sit through the, uh, the ad and then the way back, we're going to be talking to the Dillon street boys. All right, everybody, we are back and we are with the Dillon street boys, Sean Miller, Corey Bush. What's going on guys. I'm so glad to have you here. Uh, they sent me pictures beforehand. They are stocked up on claws, and they're ready to go. I'm currently trying to drink water to get rid of the headache by having too many claws too fast. So props to you guys. <laughs> we know them feels. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not enjoying it right now. <laughs> All right, guys, so we'll just get into it with, you know, the every generic fucking dumb question that everybody's heard a million times. How'd you guys get into wrestling? Uh, were you adults or kids? And was there like a specific moment or like a match or an angle that hooked you guys and made you think, all right, I'm in for life? Um, yeah. Uh, well, I was into it uh, when I was younger. Uh, I don't know about Mr. Miller here. Um, but uh, I kind of fell out of it in my teenage years. Uh, WWE just seemed pretty stale to me mainly because Stone Cold was gone, so that was, like, a big killer for me. Um, and then, kind of recently, before I started wrestling training, I saw Lucha Underground, and they had this guy, Pentagon Jr., on there, and Ray Phoenix, who I later found out they're actually brothers. And once I saw them, I was like, I, I'm back in. Like, I was in from that point on and then AEW came out and they picked them up and AEW is just this great product right now anyways but ever since then it just seems like wrestling's been picking back up at least for me I don't how about mine, you mine started sometime in 97 uh I think sometime Ahmed Johnson era and uh, <laughs> that's the second Ahmed Johnson reference I've had on this show and I fucking love it <laughs> <laughs> he was a beast he was, that was right around the time that uh, I was kind of hooked, but what really hooked me, I believe it was the Monday Night Raw. No, it wasn't the Raw after Kane debuted. It was, it was Cactus Jack, Chainsaw Charlie versus the New Age Outlaws with the dumpster match. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's when I was like, all right, this is pretty dope. And then sometime after that, they joined DX, and then pretty much that's what I was like, all right, I need to record this every single Monday. <laughs> Have you heard the story about how the Chainsaw Charlie gimmick came to be? I did not. Oh, I'm trying to remember like it word for word, but since I'm like half in between sobering up and still buzzed, uh, I know it was on an episode of uh, Something to Wrestle with Bruce Pritchard. And, like, everybody blamed it as some, like, shitty Russo idea, but it was Terry Funk's idea. And it was, like, some childhood friend of his. And and, and that's where the Chainsaw Charlie thing came from. Uh, I'm butchering this story because it is hilarious. But once I find it, I will send it to you. <laughs> oh, perfect. I, I'm interested. Uh, the whole Chainsaw Charlie thing is 
When I really think about it, that's what really hooked me. Was, why don't I remember Chainsaw Charlie? He came out. He like he was in the box and he like saw his way out of the box. Oh, I do remember. He had a stocking <laughs> over his head. And yeah. Shit. I don't know if you knew this, but apparently it is a uh, a quote from Jim Cornette that anyone who comes out of a box is immediately over as fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. pretty much. <laughs> I mean, that's just different from any other wrestling intro yeah. at the time. <laughs> and a stacking on his face? Oh, yeah, man. with a chainsaw. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, and, yeah, and as a kid, I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I didn't really understand that he was kind of ripping off Leatherface from FMW until years later, but... Yeah. Hey, man, fuck it. It was, it was awesome at the time. Way better than, uh, what's his name? Uh, Shockmaster? Oh, God. <laughs> I think I still would have liked it even if he tripped coming out of the box. <laughs> Only Terry Funk could have saved that if he tripped coming out of the box. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah I still would have been all about it, even if he did trip. <laughs> Not like a mask could have fell off his face or anything. Uh, I will also have to try to find the promo of, like, 97 Terry Funk, when he was still Terry Funk, before, like, a Royal Rumble or something, and he's on a shotgun Saturday night calling Bret Hart's mom a whore. It's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, everybody argues, like, what time in 97 it starts or doesn't start. Most people use the screw job as, like, the placeholder, but you could argue yeah. for earlier. Yeah. See, there's things earlier that I remember from wrestling. I don't remember exactly when I started, but I'll watch things from, like, 96, and I'll be like, I remember that. Yeah. But mostly what I remember is when I started filming, uh, not filming, but recording Monday Night Raw was... Uh, Chainsaw Charlie and the New Age Outlaws and Steel Cage Match. After that, that was the first episode I recorded. And after that, up until like 2001, I recorded every Monday Night Raw, pay-per-view, and SmackDown and VHS. Okay. And now they have an app. <laughs> yeah, now they have an app. So all that, <laughs> all that worked for nothing. Was that the cage match where they handcuffed uh, Terry Funk to the cage and like whipped the shit out of him with a belt? Yeah, and then uh, that night was when the new DX formed. Okay, uh, I'm not sure if you knew, but that Raw was in Albany, and I was there. That's right, it was in Albany. Wow, that's right. Yeah, because I remember X-Pac coming out, and growing up, I was like a huge one, two, three kid, Mark. So for him yeah. to be there at that moment, I was like, this is the greatest shit ever! <laughs> well, that's... Also, the Monday Night Raw after Kane debuted, wasn't it? Uh, I can't remember if it was or it wasn't. I don't remember. I only it remember was... those two things vividly: is Terry Funk getting whipped to fucking shit and X Pac coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, that was yeah. Yikes, man. What a what a time to like start recording. Like you could have <laughs> went to any <laughs> Raw and it would have been like a historical Raw at yeah. that time. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's not really any arguing that. 
you mentioned Ahmed Johnson, so I'll bring up my weird Ahmed Johnson story. Uh, <laughs> it was a house show in Albany, and my dad got us, like, ringside tickets. Like, he really went out that day. And we showed up early to watch the wrestlers come in, and we saw Ahmed Johnson with this chick. And then when we go to sit down, I'm sitting next to the chick Ahmed, Ahmed Johnson brought in. <laughs> That's what I miss about going to wrestling shows in Albany. Is you just chill by like the parking lot, and most of the time you meet everyone. That's how I met Crime Time and Maria. Was just oh, chilling by time. chilling by the parking garage, and uh, they came out with Maria, and I got an autograph from them. So that autograph means a little more now that Shad's gone. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That was. Uh, I was very sad about that because crime time was my shit back then. Yep. Yeah. It's it's, It's been a rough week for wrestling. Oh, yeah. Understatement. Today, you know, like the whole cyberbullying thing, I believe, needs to stop. I'm I'm 100% with you there. We definitely lost someone way too early who was way too good to have have gone that early. Oh, for yeah. her, and she was. She had a career, and for cyberbullying to get to the point where, you know, affect somebody who has like a career set up for them. I mean, that's it's just devastating. It, yeah, it's it's super hard. Uh, I love Stardom. I'm a subscriber to Stardom World. TCS was my favorite stable. So to lose her is it's it's just huge, and I, it's it's just one of those things where you didn't see it coming and the way she went makes it a thousand times worse yeah 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 and that's i mean they got the suicide prevention hotlines if you're going through rough times i know a lot of wrestlers fight depression and shit like call that hotline man do something like don't go out that way yeah i'm and i'm probably after we're done for the outro i'm probably gonna go through that shit again but it's still important to know now if you're having a tough time just call Talk to somebody. Yeah. Don't go through it alone. Nope. Yeah. Um, we actually have a buddy of ours, Lance, who has... What, what's that book? Uh, can't think that of it. That book there. <laughs> yeah, that book there. He's got... He has a chapter about... Oh, the book that he wrote. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's this wrestling book where they, they talk to all different wrestlers, let them write a chapter about their story and what they went through with depression shit. And it's like, it's a good read. It definitely is. I can't think of the name. Uh, if we find it somehow, we will send you the link. Okay. So you can share it. I will, I will <laughs> let the world know. All right. We appreciate that. <laughs> All right. Uh, to get a little back on topic, what made you guys want to be wrestlers? Okay. Well, I guess I'll start. I was probably like five-year-old, six-year-old me seeing Stone Cold come out. And I don't know whether it was the beer drinking or maybe a little bit later on where he hosed down, you know, them with the beer truck. <laughs> uh, there was just so many great things that he did during his, like, short run. Like, it really wasn't that long of a run. And I'm kind of upset. But it was that. That really hooked me, and I was like, yo, I could see myself being a wrestler, and then when I fell out of it, like, you know, never would have thought of it. And then, like I said, seeing the new style of wrestling with uh, the Lucha Bros, 
and what they brought and then finding out that this was just like the new indie scene like this is how they wrestled it just it really hooked me again and i was like i could actually see myself doing this stuff um for me it was sometime after i started watching wrestling because my cousin we started wrestling in the backyard (laughs) and when i decided (laughs) i wanted to be a wrestler i've also wrestled with this guy in his backyard yeah we had our own backyard (laughs) promotion which if if i remember right danny adam was a part of too right Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except he mentioned the worst one. Yeah, we were a part of a couple, and <laughs> the one he mentioned is probably the one we would never speak of because they've only said bad things about our wrestling at TIW and shit. So. Yeah. Well, fuck those guys. <laughs> yeah, bygones be bygones. I guess I don't want to start anything again. They have a podcast, and God knows. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, you got a point. You do have a, a very good point. <laughs> <laughs> but uh we'll get back on we had uh what was it the arizona wrestling championship wrestling arizona yeah, something like that <laughs> uh it, it was, was for uh arizona ice tea yeah, yeah arizona uh, ICT. in high school me and my buddy tim we made these videos about there was nothing but skit commercials about arizona ice tea everything came down to just Arizona iced tea. We had Arizona life insurance. We had everything. And it all came back to Arizona iced tea. We were obsessed with it in high school. And I, my neighbor made me lose my track. <laughs> hey, God. They're calling for us. What? Hi, honey. Hi. got the golf cart. Oh, we're doing a podcast with someone right now. Oh, shit. <laughs> it's, it's nice to meet you. And your your deep love of Arizona uh, green tea. Yeah. Everything came back to Arizona. Oh yeah, Arizona iced tea. Oh, so we decided to name a backyard fed after Arizona iced tea, and that's what it was Arizona Championship Wrestling or something like that. Yeah, I I got a trampoline. I guess I can give some credit to Mr. Miller here uh, because at the time I was trying to do a band across the field from him at one of my friends' houses at the time and we looked out the back and we saw them all wrestling on this trampoline and we were like yo fuck it let's you want to go over there we're drinking beers and shit so you know we had it over and next thing you knew we were in a match wrestling and i watched uh another one of our teammates who we don't know what the fuck happened to him uh i watched him get dropped on his head like i thought he broke his neck but he like looked up and he's like Somebody give me my inhaler, like gasping for air. Gave him his inhaler, and he was good to go. And I was like, all right, I mean, if he can survive that, we're good to go, right? Yeah, Lance Madewell that was holding the ladder. So, uh, <laughs> no. Yeah, so if you ever do a pack, wait, has he done one with Lance yet? Lance is uh, on the 31st. <laughs> Make sure you ask him about that. <laughs> he was the one who fell on his head? No, he was supposed to be holding the ladder for our other teammate. And he fell off the ladder and dropped him. Like, he dropped on his head. I thought he broke his neck. And he, like, he just looked up and gasping prayer was like, somebody give me my inhaler. And, like, he was good to go after that. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. I was like, if he can survive that, this guy, like, 
Yeah. Now, was he... I mean, we're good, right? Yeah. <laughs> was he dropped on his head like Sabu in 95 or like all Japan 90s <laughs> head drops? I, I don't remember how he fell on his head. He just kind of just fell off the leg. <laughs> like, I would consider it like a Botchamania-style drop on the head, definitely. <laughs> Now, what made you guys choose the school that you did? Uh, well, <laughs> let's be honest here, convenience. Yep. So I, worked, I worked night shift at a, at a newspaper, so I was like, hey, you know, I've been wanting to do this for years, so can I, like, split my shift up? And I'm like, oh, yeah. So I was like, all right, I'm doing this then. It was better than taking an hour ride to either Holyoke or Albany or wherever the other school was. So I knew at that moment I gotta do it now. So I did it. Yeah, I mean we're we're getting up there. Yeah, you know, he's what thirty one. Who you? Oh yeah, I'm thirty one. Yeah, I'm turning thirty in like two weeks. So at the time we were like twenty, late twenties, and you know you can't do this forever. You gotta hurry up and do it if you're gonna do it. So yeah, my body's gonna go to shit. Might as well be now. The price, I mean. I wish the school was still around. I wish the mall didn't close down yeah. because it was a good school. The price was awesome. You can't beat it compared to other schools. Uh, they work with you. I mean, most people were graduating in a year's time. DS, you know, we, we're kind of slow learners. <laughs> so we graduated in like a year and a half. <laughs> yeah, we, we started with Danny Adam and and, uh, we started Ryan, with everybody all at the yeah, same we, time. We all started at the same time as yeah. uh, Dude Man. Yeah, they just but, happened to graduate before yeah, us. Yeah, they graduated before <laughs> us because sometimes we were just too lazy to go. Yeah, that, yeah. We, we missed a lot of classes. Uh, work, uh, being sore, you know. We tried going to the gym. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, we'd rather go outside and mow lawns and Rails out in the woods and shit, <laughs> and then fucking go work out in a gym. But yeah, like our our whole wrestling persona is just an exaggerated version, slightly exaggerated versions of our like ourselves. Yeah, those um, that's the best personalities in wrestling. Yeah, it's that's what we told everybody because like a lot of our uh, trainees and people that we worked with, they they've struggled with finding gimmicks that work for them so like they're constantly changing their gimmicks and we get the question like how do you guys do it it's just like it's us this is this is us <laughs> it's like, literally how we act together yeah it, maybe a little hype, hyped up a little hyped up and a little bit more family friendly obviously because you know the kids it's all for the kids <laughs> um but we're allowed to drink beer uh, in our promos. We're allowed to basically do whatever we want, creative freedom-wise. Use raccoon noises to edit out the swears. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we just added our own shit. Um, do what we want. <laughs> if they don't post it on the wrestling Facebooks and shit, we'll post it. NYCW posts everything we give them, <laughs> which is great. Patches is great. Yeah, he's great. Uh, there's going to be some good stuff coming. In MICW, I, I'm looking forward to this whole thing going away so we can get back. I think July. He he shared a thing for July. So yeah, but that's just it's yeah it's <laughs> it's 
it's tentative. Thing, or he might do the the recorded. Yeah, if he has a remnant space or something. I know uh, today Cuomo did the thing where uh, small gatherings of ten or less are allowed. So who knows Uh-oh. what could happen in a month? To be honest, so. Oh, what happened? I don't know. You guys there? I'm still on Wi-Fi. Uh, uh, maybe he lost connection? No, I can hear you. You guys just can't hear me. This is great. This is the opposite of what happened the other day with me and uh, uh, Armani Chaos and and uh, Paris Vendale. I don't know why I'm so stuck here. Oh, I'm texting him. I'm just gonna hang up and call you back. Alright, uh let's try this again, guys. I I love when stuff like this happens in a sense. And we're back. Uh, and I'm in a basement, so it's perfect. Oh, nice. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I was saying that Cuomo today did a thing where he's allowing uh, small groups of people, 10 or less, to gather. Uh, it's still May, so who knows how much bigger that could it's, you know, eventually go up to. So July might be a possibility. Yeah, at least, you know, a minor one. Yeah. But we could at least do something. He said it's at the rink. So, yeah. I mean, that place is huge, so you could probably get 100 people in there six feet apart, honestly. Like, it's huge. Yeah, I think when I was looking into it before, it says, like, it can hold 2,000. Oh, wow. I believe that. Yeah, so I think so at least 100. I mean, who's honestly going to try it? At the first event, you know, only the risky people, these people that have been protesting. I'll I'll rest in face mask. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I I got a lucha mask. I'll just rest on that. (laughs) Come out with El Cranio Ebreo again. The drunken skull. Let's do this. (laughs) Now, for people who may not exactly know... Uh, you know, who you guys are or what your personalities are and what you're portraying. Is there any way you could explain that? Uh, <laughs> um, if you want to take the office, Trailer Park Boys, oh, huge Trailer Park Boys. Um, what other shows? Did we get our Parks and Rec, um, I'm just going off We're our not shows. We're right by barely any bad teams. Yeah, it's it's not really any 
wrestling tag teams. It's mostly TV shows. But always sunny. Yeah, always sunny, definitely. Always sunny. But yeah. that's always. just where we get promo ideas from. Um, but uh, ourselves are. It's just stuff we like to do. Like, honestly, we get, in, get out. Yeah. get in the ring. Get out. We we set up a general store. We it's just random shit that we pick up, like find, like things that you would find at tag sales, and that's what we sell for merch. Yeah. And then occasionally we sell our shirts. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't. How would we explain ourselves? Oh, uh, would you say you're swamp connoisseurs? I. Yeah, I, we know the swamp very well. Uh, I'd say we're mountain swamp, quote on hobos, hobos that live in the swamp. But we still have like resources, the things that hobos wouldn't have resources, like money. <laughs> <laughs> like we're hobos, but I have like a 2013 Hyundai Accent. <laughs> And I have a full-time job. Yeah. Hobos are full-time. We just decide to be hobos. And we have places to live, obviously. Uh, But when we go out and record and do our thing, we do not have a place to live. We could obviously have somewhere to live. And we go. We go the full extra mile to show people that we are hobos (laughs) and make them believe that this is our character. When we don't need to. Yeah, just check out our Cribs episode on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Cribs, definitely. Check out. We got to do our plug. Uh, Dylan Street Boys YouTube. All our promos on there. You'll get a total feel for our characters through that. All our matches are on there. Uh, we got TIW through there, too, I think. Yeah, you can, you can find like all our wrestling partners through there, too. The only thing I got to catch up with is the uh, PAPW stuff. Yeah, but... Us, we are swampy mountain hobos that don't like ticks, and we will deat you yeah, if we have to. Deat you so good. <laughs> That's a great way to explain it. Really, it's... and I am I am thoroughly behind behind it all. I love all of it. Awesome. Now, where did the idea for you guys to become a tag team come from? Um. Well, when we went into the wrestling business, originally Lance contacted us uh, looking for security and people to help out, like ring crew, because he was starting up TIW at the time, and they were shorthanded. Been there since day one. Yeah, we've been there since day one. Um, So for a couple months, you know, we were doing the security guard thing, doing ring crew, setting up, takedown. Uh, best security. Yeah, we were the best security. We we fully watched every show and did not watch the crowd. And I'm sorry, Wolf, and I'm sorry, Lance, but we were not doing our jobs. And we carried around BB guns, but you didn't know that. And I'm sorry, but, uh, you know, yeah, we were in it from day one doing that. Um, what else did we do? Watching the shows is what made us really want to just become a tag team. Originally, I I never wanted to go into wrestling being alone. Uh, They were kind of shorthanded on tag teams, too. Yeah. At TIW. Sounds like day one. Corey was always there with me, so I was like, fuck it, let's just do it together. Yeah. Uh, Because I knew that my friend Brett, 
who's now a part of DSB. And like, we didn't think he was actually going to train. Yeah, we did trained. <laughs> like, I always wanted to be a tag team with Brett, but I didn't think he'd actually, like, do it. And then when the time came, he did it. So I was like, oh, fuck it. Now we're a trio. Yeah, now we got the trio going, and we kind of wish more... Oh. <laughs> huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we just started. Okay. All right. Love you too. Have a wonderful evening. <laughs> I thought he was kissing the Canadian flag, so I had I was going to question him, but then it was the neighbor behind us. So my aunt. Yeah. So yeah. We kind of wish more places would do, like, a trio-style tag team division, but, you know, we kind of unfortunately have to have Brett be manager or one of us do the manager thing. You got Freebird rule it. Brett was actually the last student TIW had, and he didn't get to graduate. He was, he was supposed to graduate this summer, but, you know, this whole virus thing happened. Yeah, so... And now he disappeared off the face of the earth. Yeah, he... Everybody's lost contact with him. He he got some chickens and nobody's heard of him. <laughs> what a fucking way to go out. Alright, he started a chicken farm. Good for him, though. But I am really glad that he eventually did start it, because, yeah, from, like, high school, we were talking about starting a tag team. And we had... Dylan Street Boys came from, not the name, but we're at first the Dylan Street family, just me and Brett. Yeah, it was going to be DSF. Um, We were originally, me and Miller here, we're going to go into it as the Dirty Bastards. And Lance (laughs) immediately put his foot down and was like, no. (laughs) At first we were like, meth cookers. (laughs) And then we're like, alright, we'll go with moonshine. Yes. And then we end up being just hobos. We had this whole song, like, there's, like, this swampy song that's literally called Methamphetamine. Methamphetamine. And we were going to come out to it, and Lance was like, no. He's like, why don't you guys be called the Dylan Street Boys, because, you know. By any chance, uh, are you talking about the Old Crow Medicine Show? Yes. Okay. That's my favorite band. Hell yeah. Shit. Um, we actually—that's <laughs> all we listen to is Swamp God music. <laughs> and, uh, Wait, there's a there's a genre called Swamp God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's Southern God. Oh, Southern God. Southern God. Southern God. Somehow, same thing. How I found like a bluegrass folk version of Ninety Nine Problems, and when I heard that, I was like, "That's our theme song." Yeah, and it's that's and it's still our theme song. This day. To this day, we should probably get a hold of the artist. <laughs> we, so we can get the rights to it. a song for every use it officially. I'm sure he won't care. I don't know where he is. I haven't heard him come out with a new song in quite some time. <laughs> we might be good. Um, for all you know, he's stuck in a chicken coop somewhere with Brett. Yeah, I, yeah. They could be farming chickens. <laughs>
yeah, um, I don't know. We just knew, I think, because we went into the business together that if we ever got offered the training possibility, we were actually talking about driving out to places. And then Lance was like, I'm thinking about starting a school. We immediately were like, fuck yeah, dude, sign us up. And I've known Lance since, like, I was in first grade because I went to school with his sister. Yep. And we all walked home together. Me, Lance, his sister, and my cousin all walked home from school together. So I've known Lance for, like, 20 years. I've known Lance about 15, maybe even more. I'm horrible at keeping track. Over 20 years, I've known Lance. But, uh... It was a no-brainer with that. Yeah. It was just probably day one. We just knew. Tag team. (laughs) It just had to happen. We saw that there was a shortage of tag teams out there. And, you know, two minds minds going into a match is honestly better than uh, just one. Yeah. Because now you got four people all together that have great ideas and we're all coming up and brainstorming trying to plan out the best match ever for these people. Even my first and only singles match against Fox Vineyard, Corey was part of it. Yeah, I had I had a say because I was a tag we were a tag team, which I didn't was know awesome. I was super nervous. I just came in. I was just his manager. Uh, I stayed on the or outside. It was the show after the show before that, uh, my grandfather died. And we had a tag team match against the street and I couldn't be part of it, so I Chose Ryan. Dude. I end up showing up anyways, but I just I couldn't be part of the match. So the next show, they're just like, "Oh, you're facing Fox Vineyard for makeup," and I was like, "Oh shit!" You know, like Fox is good. And like I was super nervous. Yeah, and he, he ended he's up, been on Ring of Honor. Well, yeah, Ring of Honor. Yeah, he ended up being like one of the easiest people to make up a match with. Like I had fun like collaborating with Fox, and and he's a good dude. He, he was. Yeah, I mean, no, fuck he's a hard ass, but, I mean, he's funny. He doesn't have... I asked him for criticism, he didn't give me much. You so guys, that's, that's it was a, a good, good match. You both made each other look great. Yeah. He was like, oh, I can't believe I bumped for you. And <laughs> for months, I was, I was scared to watch that match by myself. Uh, to just watch the match. And I eventually no, just good. sat I down and watched it. I was like, oh, shit, this is a good match. I was so prepared not to steal anything from Dickie Moon. I was so prepared. I wore two shirts that show. I was wearing a prospect shirt over my Dillon Street Boys shirt, and I was supposed to take off the prospect shirt and just wear the Dillon Street Boys shirt, but I was so nervous I didn't take off the prospect shirt, so I was wearing two shirts in that match. Immediately blown up. But one of my favorite matches. It ended up being my like one of my favorite matches. was with Fox. And I was new we're only a couple months into training with that yeah they they kind of pushed us in like we started training in the summertime right yeah as soon as it was like right about the time they got the facility up at the mall and uh i mean they pushed us in there and then they were like oh it was almost immediately it seemed like (laughs) like next thing you knew it was their rumble I think, right? Or no, the Battle Royal. Battle Royal. Yeah, you were in the Battle Royal. I was not. Yeah. I had a hurt rib, I think. Something happened. I got I got hurt by another trainee, so I was out for a little bit. But, uh, 
right after that is the Rumble, basically. So the following month, when they had the Rumble, we were all in it. And then from that point on, they kind of had a storyline, and they called us the Prospects, which were all the trainees. And then it was against the TI-5, which was the five people that built TIW going against us, basically. So it was just building the storyline, and then from that point on, everyone else continued, and we got pushed back because we weren't ready to graduate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's when we decided to sell uh, some glasses, some, like, cup glasses. Yeah, and that's when the whole Dillon Street store, general store started, and... It actually became this great thing. Like, Fox came through and he's like, well, I'm glad that somebody's doing something with their gimmick. Yeah, no, he always had good things to say about our gimmick. Yeah, which was awesome. <laughs> well, I'm glad in the end that it's that it's all seemed to work out in the best sense. Yeah, yeah, it, it's been good. We've had bad criticism. <laughs> yeah, uh, being too soft. <laughs> Yeah, being too soft in the ring, that's about it. Yeah, because we're afraid of hurting people. Uh, who was, what was his name? Uh, Stiff Mike. <laughs> oh, yeah. After a match, we're like, yo, we need to get this guy's criticism. Like, he doesn't give a fuck what he says. We went up to him, and he barely said anything for criticism. What he said, oh, your punches look weak. That's about it. And then that's what the criticism Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was basically our strikes, and... We were telling them that we were honestly, we were actually working on our strikes at the time. Yeah. In well, training. We learned from Lance, so. Yes, and Lance at the time needed to work on his strikes, so somebody who needed to work on their strike was teaching people how to strike. It, it, it was a mess. No, but it all worked out. We, no offense to Lance. Yeah, no offense to Lance. <laughs> we love you, Lance. But you know. He, he fucking knows. <laughs> Mike, we really wanted his criticism. He barely said anything. Yeah. <laughs> I think he was more focused on other things yeah. that were going on. Yeah, he, that guy's cool. Yeah, he was If you want criticism, get it from Stiff Mike. He'll tell you. He'll tell you what's up. Stiff Mike or your trainees. Or yeah. your trainers, rather. Not trainees. Yeah. Trainees are good, too. Because they're the ones that know you best. I mean, they know how you wrestle. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Now, how would you guys... Oh, oh, what happened? What happened? Wow, can't get this fucking beer out of my cooler. <laughs> there we go. All right. uh, how would you guys describe the current indie scene in Western Mass and Central New York? And where would you say that the Dillon Street boys fall within that? We're kind of lacking uh, where we've fallen. We honestly. had a good start in both. <laughs> And now we're just kind of more like with NYCW. Yeah, it, it kind of got overwhelming because uh, it was like an every week commitment. Uh, Friday, Saturday. You, and Sunday you, with TOS. Sunday. Oh, yeah, and sometimes Sundays. But yeah. now we know that we could do Sundays because yeah. I can get back in time for work. Yeah, so it is. it may be a possibility in the future for DSB to be pulling like three-day shifts doing wrestling. Yeah, um, but... Uh, I like the Western Mass. You got TOS, uh, Test of Strength, and then PAPW, which we we did their alley fights the Friday. Well, that's night. not really Western Mass. 
Well, it's Connecticut, close yeah. enough. Yeah, our our vicinity is kind of like a one fifty mile range. I count it. <laughs> then, but um, so so kind of like the the Pioneer Valley. <laughs> Pioneer Valley. I don't even think Danny Adam works there. Mm, no. Oh wait, there's a. There's a promotion called Pioneer Valley? I just thought that was like a section of Mass in Connecticut. <laughs> I don't know. Is that, like, is that what it's officially called? When it, when it comes to Western Mass wrestling, I don't know what's what because it's all the same people. <laughs> <laughs> it is, yeah. PAPW is the same people as Tessa Strength. Wait, they're, they're Connecticut too. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Yeah, well, American. what is it? Tessa Strength is uh, Slicks and uh, PAPW is Romas. Yeah, yeah, and they're they share the same people. Right. Well, to put it in perspective, I guess we know Connecticut more than like Western Mass. <laughs> For Western Mass, uh, there's Landry's. That's that's about it. There's Landry's, and then up by us, there was nothing until TIW came. So <laughs> there was the Pioneer Valley one with uh, that guy Jesus. <laughs> guy Jesus. I'm just I'm trying to gather myself. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just thinking when you said a one out of four ain't bad, and I'm just thinking of fucking the meatloaf song now. And <laughs> Bob Evans. Yeah. Did Bob 
Bob Evans let us join his rumble, which we are very thankful for. Thank you, Uncle Bob. Still waiting for another show from him. Yeah, uh, we're a big, we're a huge fan of this guy. Like he makes the best mashed potatoes, and he's a phenomenal wrestler. All right, you guys mentioned mashed potatoes. Are you ready for uh, for this knowledge I'm gonna drop on you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, mashed potatoes are one of my favorite food, and I at one time in one sitting ate five pounds of mashed potatoes at once. Oh my. God, that's okay, awesome, I don't think dude. I've ever done that. Yeah, I'm cheers to you right now with my beer. Yeah, I couldn't really move after. It was uh it was it was a struggle not to throw up, but I did it. That's awesome. I, oh man, I haven't had mashed potatoes forever. Well, I think you need to eat five pounds of yeah, potatoes. I skipped Thanksgiving this year because I don't know. You, you work have through every holiday. <laughs> I said work every holiday, but... No, I took this holiday off. Did you? I didn't do shit. You didn't eat no, mashed potatoes? No, that was Christmas. That was Christmas. I took Christmas off this year. Oh, well, there you go. See, yeah, yeah, so. he, Mr. Actually, Miller's a fucking scrooge. I haven't had mashed potatoes in two years because I didn't have Thanksgiving the year before that. How can you not have mashed potatoes in two years? <laughs> Thanksgiving? Like, mashed potatoes is one of my favorites. <laughs> But I only have it on Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, because everyone else makes box mashed potatoes. Like, I got <laughs> And he's taking a piss break, so. Uh, all right. Usually on our podcast, we'll cue Jeopardy music that one of us makes by our mouth. But, yeah, we could just keep this podcast going. That's actually my uh, was my next question is uh, where did the idea for Swamp Talk come from? Uh, for those who are unaware, the Dillon Street Boys have their own podcast called Swamp Talk. You can find it on Spotify. It is uh, it's an enjoyable time, and it's uh, it's it's quite the show. Interesting time. Uh, well, good thing he stepped out to take a piss because when he pitched the idea to me, I was completely against it. I was like, we already have a YouTube that we have to do episodes for and then we have promos that we have to film for these wrestling companies and then we have to worry about editing our matches and getting them on top of our youtube and like all this shit like worrying about our merch it was just so much at the time i was just like i don't think we could do it and then i think he brought like some beer over one night we ended up getting in this car yeah we ended up at, like, his grandpa's house, I believe, right? Yeah, it was my grandpa's house. He had this cool room. And I'm like, what the fuck? We, we went in this dark room. He lured me back there with beer, mind you. Like, he's like, come here, like, you know, a predator. <laughs> he's like, come here, I got something for you. And, like, he clicks on the light, and lo and behold, there's, like, this ghetto. Studio. Yeah, this little studio set up. He's got chairs and, like, all this shit. He's like, we're doing a fucking podcast. And, like, then, well, fuck. and it was just recorded on our phone. The next episode was actually with Mike's. We're also on Anchor. And uh, we're on, like, every platform. Whatever you're podcast. on, we're on. Yeah, I actually, I, I'm, I use Anchor, and I'm, I still record on my phone. Everything's done on my phone. Oh, well, then your phone sounds great. We, our first one didn't sound like that. Yeah, well, you kind of had an old phone, but... Yeah, we ended up getting, like, cheap $30 studio mics and, like, this cheap mixer. Our and whole thing probably cost about under 150 bucks. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Two mics in the mixer. At this point, all I've really upgraded to is a, uh, a tablet I got on sale, 
uh, a Bluetooth speaker that I only use half the time, and yeah, uh, and and some lighting in the basement because there isn't really any. <laughs> That's about well, it. <laughs> well, we we kind of took Mister Miller's uh, light from his room, I think. <laughs> I don't know. It's, in the back it's definitely not supposed to be out in a shed in a corner, leaned up against the wall on right now. We got it because we didn't know if it was just going to be <laughs> but it is. a Facebook call or a Facebook video. So I was like, all right, yeah, we plug we, in the lights. <laughs> it's up. Because yeah. we're already set up for our podcast, which we have to fucking do after have. this. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a long night. <laughs> well, good, <laughs> well, good luck with that. <laughs> fucking Michigan. Oh, good. I can talk about farming. Yeah, they, they got yeah, farms yeah. out there. Perfect. <laughs> uh, you, so, you can talk about the... Oh. Is to make money off of our merch. And like our... Maybe... No, we'll never be monetized for, through YouTube. No, never. <laughs> we, we use way too many people's music. And not like, <laughs> licenses. And we get most shit. of our views from Facebook anyways. So. Yeah, Facebook's way better. But, uh... Fuck you, YouTube. <laughs> 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 but my whole thing is to make enough money to either go work for a farm or like start a small farm of my own and just that's it like i'm cutting myself off from all socialing like social technology and shit because i know it's going to be obscene in like 20 years because god knows Absolutely. i'm horrible at saving money <laughs> Horrible. This dream's probably gonna fall through in a couple months. Uh-huh. And I'll have a new dream, but right now with it. perfect time to save money. I've never had so much money in my bank account. It's true, but when so all this money goes away, it's all gonna yeah, eventually well, go away too. I still have mine until I go to Canada. So exactly, and then your funds will be drained. Yeah, but I went to Canada, so I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, the last wrestling-related question I have for you is when the pandemic is over, what are some goals for the future besides starting a small farm? <laughs> um, definitely wrestling in more places. I really want to go to Maine. Yeah. Up in uh, Limitless. And definitely wrestling in a different country. We're trying to go to Canada. I, I really want That's to That's why he's going to venture out that way to see how it uh, is. Well, I'm going to Nova Scotia, which is super far away, farther away than Montreal. But I would, I, I want to get at least Montreal. It's four and a half hours away. So pretty much my goal, which is probably going to be his goal anyways, <laughs> is Maine and Canada in some sort of way. Uh, Maine, we already know the main state posse. We should try and wrestle in Vermont, too. Well, there really isn't anything in Vermont. There was that show in Derby, but I don't know what promotion that is. Whitehall. Uh, oh, through WOH. Uh, World of Hurt. World of Hurt. Yeah. yeah, they did that. They do shows they, in Vermont, so that will technically classify us <laughs> as wrestling in Vermont. So I wrestled at we should World totally of Hurt. Do that. I did the Royal Rumble Glacier. You son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Royal Rumble Glacier. That was fun. Oh, man. The, you motherfucker. Their, their video looks so professional. I really want to go back. Well, oh, yeah, it's Shane Alvin's uh, yeah. wrestling. The thing. last show they they did uh, was Saint Night's NYCW, so I couldn't go back. But hopefully, this summer. Hopefully, uh, I definitely want to head up World of Hurt. If not this year, definitely next year because this shit better fucking be gone <laughs> and you better be back yeah, on track. With my goal show. is. At least Maine. We already know the Maine State Posse. Uh, 
they worked with TIW. They actually have a uh, thing, don't they? They have their own. Yeah, limitless. Yeah. I want to go up there. Not only do I want to go up there to wrestle, but they also have a Tim Hortons, which is one. And I want to help them out. Well, one step closer to Canada. So you know, <laughs> they've come. They've they've helped us out in the very beginning. I remember them. You know. Yeah. Being there. Oh, main state process. Yeah. Uh, I remember one time they they complimented me on my uh, flannel shirt. That's when we're all wearing flannel. Don't forget, Limitless has a sister promotion called Less Wrestle, so that could be another one. That's the other one. Yep. Yep. I want to get in either one of them. Yeah. Either one would be Um, fucking awesome. But we we just hope for the opportunity. Just fucking see. I was planning on going up there whether we're booked or not, just to help out, and maybe if I help out, it'll get us the end. And then we can come back next month because we know someone that goes up there every weekend or almost every weekend. So why not just drive Tag along her and then? Oh yeah, true. You know, she comes back on Sunday. We can come back with her. Yep. I can share the driving with her. I already even know yeah. who you're talking about. That's the best part. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to name. I just don't want to name drop just in case no one's their name drop. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Wrestler, wrestlers are fine because they're already fucking out there. <laughs> Yeah. We're the hugest oh yeah, yeah. We have to drop her name. We're 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 her biggest fans. So I mean, you'll see that if you watch our shit on YouTube. But yeah, I, even ask her. She kept one of the shirts that we made. Yeah, for her. Yeah, and she wears it. <laughs> Where? I mean, we beat up Deville and yeah, PJ the Whip. Yeah, we so kicked, good. We kicked their asses so good. And I, if you could link. <laughs> a video from uh, do you know what NYCW show it was that that happened uh, it was year one <laughs> the year one show if you could link that match <laughs> and just show them how well we kicked their asses <laughs> pretty much what it was was we walked in and we're like alright you guys are facing PJ the Whip and uh, Kristen DeVille so we're like alright so we talked to them, we're like, well, let's just get one move in, and then you guys just beat us up the whole entire match. And then they're like, all right. So PJ was like, what do you want to do for your fire-up? And I was like, I want to go for a clothesline, back elbow, and what was the other one? And then I'll hit the ropes, and I trip, but I miss everything. I miss the clothesline, I miss the back elbow. We'll call it the misfire. Yeah, it was the misfire up. It came out so good, and to this day, we just claim that we won. We won the match. Yeah, because you know, we beat them up so good. Yeah, we, <laughs> so that's like the little inside joke when you'll hear. Yeah, yeah, who listens? It's up there, one of my favorite matches. Yeah, it's it was good because you know it made us look dumb, but made them look good. Were we supposed to face somebody else, and something happened? I don't know. Or, no, I think it was just their way of introducing us to the thing. Either way, we wanted to make it memorable. It's so the people, only match we lost in NYC. Yeah. We're undefeated. So we were thinking, you know, we could come out, be like these big, strong men facing women, and, like, do the obvious thing, and it's just like, why do the same thing that's been done so many times? Let's go out there and make it a squash match. Not even that. Let's go out there and talk the biggest game and like build it up so big that we are going to kick their asses and then just get our asses. Like I literally got choked out and I made these ridiculous.
we just wanted it to be this hilarious match and like we obviously wanted to put them over because they were fucking awesome to work with pj's the women's champion over there yeah she's fucking great Deville's fucking awesome. We worked with her at TIW. She's, right. she's in the dignified now. So I mean, it's just, it's like it's this ongoing story, which I love because like NYCW and TIW, they're like we consider them sister companies, like workers within the two promotions. Like that's how we consider it because it's literally the same people with like random, yeah. Random others, but like we know those random others so well that like, in the DSB world, it's like a family, one huge giant. Family. In the DSB world, it is the same fucking story. <laughs> yeah. So like our story is just the same wherever we go. We just roll with it. We, we just, just do something keep it different. going. So like we went out there, you know, like, acting like the typical DSB, like drunk uh, bastard hobo. <laughs> like we got this. We're gonna defend. Hey, Copeland's honor so fucking well. Like we yeah, got this. We because like women so good in the previous in the previous uh, move in. What the previous show? They beat the shit out of her. Yeah. They, so like the whole thing was they took her septum ring and stuff. We're pissed. So Patches took that from TIW, us being her biggest fans, and made us come out in his promotion to defend his honor, which was like, nobody knew what was going on, but he knew what was going on, and we knew what was going on with this whole story. That's so, all like, that matters. Like, it's just still, like, one of the best matches. Uh, we got stepdads, which, you know... That's a curse. Yeah, it's a curse. We don't talk about step it, but it's literally... We don't, stop. we don't talk about stuff. <laughs> the whole match, like, what did we design the whole match to be? The, a disaster. Yeah, a disaster. That's how they wanted the planet, and that's what we did. So, like... Yes, there's no way to explain it. He's just 16 months in the making. <laughs> Go watch it on their channel, because they definitely deserve... The, the views they're awesome guys they have the best fucking ideas for this whole match like yeah. the stepdads you gotta watch them um well they had he had stepdads on here before yeah well i'm gonna shout them out because like anybody who i love in wrestling we gotta beat their they record deserve the shout out podcast. oh what was their record because we got this oh actually i was about to wrap it up because um my kids upstairs are screaming <laughs> But now I'm going to ask you the questions that have nothing to do with pro wrestling. So uh, I, I I got some good ones, I think. Oh, you guys there? Okay. <laughs> I thought I lost you again. Oh, did I lose you? No. Okay. <laughs> uh, what is your favorite flavor of Arizona iced tea? <laughs>
the most interesting part. <laughs> uh, what is the most frightening swamp animal in the world? <laughs> oh, what is it? Uh, probably a muskrat. Yeah, man, they just come out of nowhere. They jump out of the water. You don't. You got to beat them with like the heaviest thing that's in your vicinity, or you you know you're gonna be missing flash. You don't, and then you don't kill them. You can't kill them. So what you do is you beat them with the rock. They're okay. They spew out a little blood, but if you wipe the blood all over your face, it kind of, like, deters them from attacking you again. So, like, they just run away. And then they tell their buds, basically, like, hey, he's got a rock. If you don't want to get some scratches, don't go over there because he's going to scratch you with that rock. We don't mean to hurt them. Yeah, we mean no harm, but... There's they some, mean harm against us, so, you know, so that's where we draw the line. It doesn't really matter what they do to you. you they're still going to live. Yeah. All right. Uh, if, if you guys have listened before, you knew this one was coming. Uh, grape or strawberry jelly? Oof. I already had this one prepared. Well, you go first, huh? I like both, but I always end up buying grape, so I guess grape. Thank you. Grape jelly gang for life. Thing you see is grapes, so you just grind grape. Why do you? I just feel like strawberry is in so many other flavors, like yeah, so many other things. Well, so it's is grape, kind of, but I mean, like grape jelly actually kind of tastes like grapes, while opposed, like all the other grape flavors aren't really grape. If you yeah, think about yeah. it, <laughs> yeah. Uh, fun fact, uh, in some, I don't know if it's all of Canada or just a part of Canada, they call it raisin soda. It's raisin flavored. So you pick it up, you're like, oh shit, raisin? And it's just great. <laughs> Good to know. And uh, <laughs> the final question What is the creepiest basement you've ever been in and why? You go first. Oof. <laughs> oh, man. Alright, well, I'm going to do this one in character. <laughs> Our buddy's basement, uh, he was moving out at the time, so he kind of let us have free reign in his apartment, and he had a basement. So we went down there, and we were like, we're going to shoot a promo, and that's where we stumbled across the swamp monster that haunted us for months. Months on end, and you can currently watch the series on YouTube, I'll plug it again, because I'm fucking like that. (laughs) But uh, it, it was this great story that we did. And his basement was fucking terrible. It wasn't bad until you got to the back corner where it was like, oh, it was like dirt. It turned to dirt and like it was pitch black. Like, like even if you shined a flashlight in there, there was still just dark back there for some reason. Like it was just so dark and like the ceiling was, it had cobwebs all over it. And I was just like, I'm not going back there. So like, when Brett dressed up in the costume and hid back there for as long as he did, I give him props for that. Like, fuck that shit. I fucking hate spiders. Can't stand them. Little spiders are fine, but, like, once they get to, like, quarter size, like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, for me, I got two, because Danny Adams stole one for me, because I listened to the other podcast. Uh, Brad Brooke 
Brett's basement as Pat's house is creepy because it's like, okay, it's just a normal dirty basement. And then you got this like door that goes to this other room and there's like a toilet and a mattress in there. Like, the toilet is understandable. But the mattress. Why is there a mattress back? Who are they keeping chained up? Is that where yeah. they kept Greg all this time? Probably. Sorry, Brad. So, I did not mean that. Danny Adams sold that for me. So I'd like to mention that basement because it was fucking second, 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 second scariest. My grandfather's basement. Normal basement, clean, uh, partially, mostly finished. It's got a bathroom down there, a nice like living room area, and then like, but then you sit down there in the winter. Or just any time that you have the heat on. He has forced air heat. And at night, if you're down there by yourself in the dark. I don't know why he was down there. The laundry's down there. So going down there, you gotta shop the you gotta turn on the light at the top of the stairs for lights. And at the bottom you gotta turn on lights so you can see the bottom of the stairs. And then you gotta turn on this other light so you can see half of the basement. And then you gotta turn on this other light so you can oh see the rest God. of the basement. But it, because he has forced air and air ducts, it just sounds like someone's walking around in the house. So you think there's somebody in the house, but there's nobody in the house. And then when it's windy, it sounds like someone's like stomping around the house. And that scared the crap out of me. <laughs> just shut up, bud. And just being down there doing laundry and just hearing somebody walking around is just, I don't know, it was fucking creepy. He also he also chose to live in this house by myself, by himself. Four-bedroom house on a field. Every night when I was in the back bedroom, I could have sworn someone was driving up in a four-wheeler, but the four-wheeler never came. Well, that's also <laughs> terrifying. <laughs> It just always sounded like someone was coming because either the air ducts are making noises or there's a fucking four-wheeler coming through the field. And they just never come. (laughs) So it just always constantly sounds like somebody is coming. I don't know how he did it. Yeah, I I wouldn't have lasted. Actually, that kind of reminds me of my grandma's house. I'll make this one quick. But like... We would go there because when she passed away, we would have to go there and check on the place and shit. And like, there was always constant stories of ghosts in the fucking house. And like, I remember going in there and like, I went to turn on a light and I heard Sutton upstairs like fall off like the dresser. Like, as soon as I went to turn on the light and it fucking hit the floor. And I immediately just, like, turned around, shut the door, and I told my dad, I was like, I'm not fucking going in there. We'll come back in the morning. <laughs> it was 8 o'clock at night. It wasn't even that late. <laughs> to my grandfather's house, underneath the stairs in the basement, they had this, um, oh, what the fuck is it called? It was like a little box, and inside the box was holy water. What the fuck? Yeah, dude. Oh, the kit. The kit. Yeah, the kit. I forgot what it's called at the moment. It, 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 had, like, it was like a water. A exorcist kit. It was a last right box. Oh, for your last rites. Oh. Priest would come read your last rites. Yeah, I was completely box. off. Ever since I've noticed that that was down there, that basement was just, there was always an off feeling. Ever since, like, until that box was gone, 
it just knowing that that last rights box was down there, the creepiest feeling. I fucking hated doing laundry down there until that box was gone. And I knew that box was gone because I went when I went down there that one day. I didn't have that feeling. That's crazy. Yeah, that is so weird. That's like <laughs> that's so. And that last rights box was from like the 1890s or some shit like that. Oh, just Jesus imagine Christ. how many people. There's a bed frame down there from 1873. That was probably... They probably used the last rites. <laughs> that Jesus, I don't even want to think about that. Once those two items were gone, that basement wasn't as creepy, but there was still the air ducts that would make it sound like something. There was also this cool like train set that his uh, grandfather built, right? Yeah, it was around the... The, the one, the, no, I'm talking about the one that was in the back room. Oh, the one that was in the back room. With yeah. the mountain and shit, that thing was fucking awesome. I, I realized where my laziness came from was my grandfather started building a train set, and he just stopped after putting the train set on a piece of wood. He was like, all right, I'm going to call it a day now. Never finished it. Just <laughs> still the cool thing. He had, like, these little caves built, but there was, like, no rocks or trees or anything. It was just, like, wood. With like a train set going through it, and it was still really cool because he still had like all the uh, the trees, other train sets, little people, and all that. He just never put it together. Yeah, he had a huge collection. Yeah, he had a huge collection. Just never put it all together. Well, maybe you can do it. <laughs> oh, it's all gone. Uh, this... one, one day I'll, I'll collect my own stuff. There you go. All right, guys, this has been a blast. Uh, I don't think I've yeah. laughed harder doing a podcast. Uh, oh boy. Make sure that you go follow all these guys uh, on on you know Facebook and and YouTube and it's it's all worth it. And again, thank you guys so much for doing this. Yes, thank Looking you. Forward thank to you next for time, us. we, we have a ton more stories. And yeah, stuff. yeah. If we want to do a part two, we and we're more than willing. coming after the stepdad's record because from what I listen to, they're the longest. So. Yeah. Uh, so, Mark Adam Haggerty's was the longest. Talk to them. What? Mark Adam Haggerty's was the longest. All right, guys, next one we'll do in person because I will see you guys either at the next TIW show or NYCW show. Looking forward to it. All right, guys, take it easy. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Those guys are absolutely hilarious. Uh, I can't recommend them enough. Uh, literally, all you can find a lot of their matches on YouTube. Like I said, check their page. Or you can go on to uh, NYCW or TIW's YouTube pages. Everything's for free. You can enjoy all that. I'm going to head upstairs, take care of my, my falling asleep children. Uh, uh, thank you always to my wife who's dealing with said children. You guys know all my social medias, so I'm not going to plug it tonight. Uh, earlier, as mentioned, you know, with Hannah, uh, this one's a huge loss to the wrestling world and like a big personal one. And uh, I don't want to get too into it. So I don't get choked up, but if you are needing help and you are, you know, sad and you got thoughts, call somebody. All right, guys. That's all I got. Love you. Bye.